Hey everyone, and welcome once again to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. Today we land at the very end of the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 6. Now this chapter, it begins with some instructions about uh, parents and children, about uh, the the master and the, the slave, or in our modern day application, we could say employee, employer. But the, this pa passage, this chapter, it's really known well for being the chapter on the armor of God and all the different elements that go into that. Now, today I'm not going to walk through all of that, but I want to begin with the, the forefront or the, the beginning introduction to the armor of God. And I want to, to set a context for us about spiritual battle. I want us to realize this, this book of Ephesians, it's laid out the book of Ephesians, uh, the, the argument for salvation quite wonderfully. We've seen that we are those who have been made alive, we have been saved, we have been raised, and we are now seated with Christ. And so now, because of our position in Christ, because of who Christ is and what he has done for us as those who believe in his death and resurrection, we now, we, we live in light of our, our heavenly reality. And so that plays out in the way we live in relationship with each other, in the way we do ministry, in the way we trust that God can do amazing things in this world because after all, he's resurrected Jesus and us with him to eternal life. And so this means that as we walk through this world, the situations we find ourselves in, it might feel like we're dealing with flesh and blood. It might feel like we're dealing with, with a person, and, and we certainly are dealing with people, and the pressures of life and all that, but, but there's a reality that it's spiritual as well. There's a reality that this world we live in, it is both physical and spiritual, and then there is a spiritual war being waged. And so when you have that, that friend or even that coworker who, who's maybe more of an enemy, who, who is antagonistic toward the faith, who, who is aggressive towards you, and you might begin to think that person is my enemy, but the reality is that that person is someone who needs Christ. That person is someone who's, who's been trapped by the true enemy. And, and this changes the way we think about them. In fact, this is why Jesus says to pray for our enemies and, and love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us. And so look with me, the end of Ephesians chapter 6. Here's where we're going to begin. Verse 10 says, Finally, finally be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Now this is kind of classic Paul. He, he loves to uh, kind of repeat himself for emphasis. What's the effect? Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Strong, strength, might. Three words are basically mean the same thing. He is making it so clear the believer should be strong. If you trusted in Jesus and his death and resurrection, you were to be strong. Not in your own strength, but in the strength of his might. And, and what does this look like? Well, verse 11, put on the whole armor of God. Here's what happens. Put on the whole armor of God so that, or that, you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Earlier on in, in chapter 4, it talked about uh, maturity and not being tossed to and fro. You're not tossed to and fro by, by every teaching or every doctrine or every cunning scheme. Listen, you now can stand firm. You can stand strong. When the enemy comes to deceive you, when he comes to whisper lies in your ears, when he comes to lead you astray with his temptations and his schemes, you, because you are strong in the strength and in the might of the Lord, you stand firm. 
You're not knocked over by him. You are steady. Well, the text continues. It says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. It says that our battle, our battle is not against people. It's not against flesh and blood, but it's against these cosmic spiritual forces in the angelic realm. This is, this is talking about angels and demons, the reality that there are demonic forces at work in our world, working against you and against me. And, and our, our job, our calling, our command, it's to, well, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Uh, back to verse 13. It says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand firm. Stand firm. You know, I, I don't do this very often, but I want you to say those words with me right now. I'm going to say I stand firm. I want you to say it with me. Here you go. Ready? Stand firm. Now, I know some of you didn't do it. So, so try again. I want, I want these words to come out of your mouth. I want you to understand the force of this text is for you to be strengthened in the strength and might of the Lord so that you can stand firm. So let's say it again together. Ready? Here we go. Stand firm. This is your calling. You were saved not to be a spiritual weakling that every time there's a new theological concept, every time the, the culture, the winds of the culture culture start to blow in one way or another, that you just are caught up with the world and, and you, you begin to believe whatever they think, right? No. Stand firm. Stand firm on the gospel of Jesus Christ. Stand firm on the truth that you and I were dead. We were, we were far from God. We were disobedient. Our minds were wrecked. We were deranged. We were going to be eternally damned. But because of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, we have been saved. We have been made alive. We have been raised up and we have been seated with Christ in the heavenly places. And so now the spiritual battle takes place in the heavenly places. You and I are to stand firm. Don't let anyone deceive you. Don't let anyone push you around spiritually. Don't let anyone take something that's not biblical and say, this is what you have to believe. No, trust in the word of God. Let it not only be your authority, but let it be your sufficiency. Let it be your hope. Count the word of God as a blessing, not as a hindrance. This is what... It, this is our call to stand firm. Now, this is the ancient way for our modern day. The ancient way is to stand firm in the ancient word of God. So I want you to think, who are the, who are the difficult people in your life? The people that maybe you begin to compromise your faith around them little by little. What are the difficult situations in your life? The situations where you, you're tempted to cut corners or, or not tell the truth or, or not do the right thing. Stand firm. What are the new teachings that are coming at you? We live in a world that, that the, the world is defined by being woke now. We live in a world that has uh, stripped off any sexual ethic and, and so it's sexual liberation and you can act however you want. 
none of that is in line with the scripture. I know the pressure is hot to get you to cave, to get you to go with the flow, to conform to the world. Stand firm. Stand firm on the gospel of Jesus Christ. Stand firm holding his word close to your heart. This is the ancient way for our modern day.